Right, and we are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rugby Fan Forum after our week sabbatical because Stephen went away and basically lived in the Stone Ages where the upload speed that we had on our Wi-Fi was 0.2 megabytes per second, guys. That's 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 how much of in the sticks I was a week ago. So Fan Forum is unfortunately never going to happen, and that is also why, as you guys probably guessed, uh, uh, there were no watch long stuff like that. But I'm back in the in the land of the living, the land of the infrastructure for another, what have we got here? Reason about uh, 50, an hour, then our power goes off for the next four hours. Yeah, uh, correctly so. But uh, I'm joined by Reza and Chris. Chat will be well? Yes, good. Good, thanks. Yeah, can't complain. Um, it was a very peaceful week, mainly due to the fact that Steve is in the bush. Um, well, under the bush and on the <laughs> coast with no Wi Fi. But. Uh, Oh, good to be back. Let's talk some rugby. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, not much for Thailand, to be honest. Like, it just, 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 just can the entire whole digital media thing. Go back to, I'll go, go, go produce the daily paper. Go back to my roots and, uh, and get typewriter out. Because that's kind of where they are down there. But anyway, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's soldier on. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we have got a European Champions Cup final that has been confirmed. We saw Leinster and Lerichard demonstrate why they are probably the two best sides in Europe right now. And it's quite cool, actually, because I think often we get to, like, a European final and you sometimes think, you know, are these two the best teams, though? You know, has a team just gone on a bit of a run? Has a team gone lucky here and there? Whereas I think you watch those semifinals, you, you look at these two teams, you look at the last couple of years, and you think these probably are the two best teams, which is which is very cool. Um, you know, you're talking a little bit about uh, the Curry Cup, which is going to be get, get, get quite interesting over the next couple of weeks. And the big thing that we're talking about is the URC quarterfinals, which uh, does... Do begin tomorrow night actually, and uh, just just over twenty four hours when Dwayne Miller will be will be running out with Ulster trying to take on uh, Connacht. Then we've got the Stormers versus Bulls on Saturday. We've got uh, Leicester versus Sharks, RIP Sharks, and then we've got uh, Munster versus Glasgow to to wrap up the weekend. So without any further ado, chat should we should we just talk a little bit about last weekend? And um, I think Chris, you probably watched it more than than, than maybe we did. I was. I was struggling a bit down there trying to watch it, so I've watched, I've watched catch up. But uh, Leicester demolishing to lose, La Rochelle then doing a similar job to Exeter. Are these two the best teams in Europe? Yeah, absolutely. I did, Steve, I did manage to catch both those games. Very, really good games. Yeah, absolutely. They, they are the, by far the, the, the two best teams in the competition. I think there was a lot of lot of talk of Toulouse giving Leinster a bit of a game, uh, running them much closer. I heard some whisperings that they might even win, um, but I didn't think so. In the tipping show last week, I had Leinster minus eight on the handicap quite strong. I just think Leinster just got too much motivation this year, and the, the momentum in the form of the Irish is just, just, just too strong. And then you, you look at Toulouse, they got the players, but as I was wonder was worrying about, they don't have the they're not nearly as physical as like La Rochelle are, um, and their discipline is not good. And Leinster just ate them, took them to the cleaners, and then the ref got onto their side, so they ran away with it quite easily. And then that La Rochelle power, I think Exeter were always going to run out of juice. They've had a big, you know, they had a few big games leading up to that. And La Rochelle at home in Europe is just like insane. Like a lot of those French sides at home are, are those, that atmosphere and they just get themselves up. But there you are, they blew Exeter off the park. So yeah, and the repeats of last uh, year's final. Um, yeah, I don't going to repeat preview again, but I'm going to stick my neck out. If La Rochelle do what they do best, it's going to be a repeat of last year's result probably. Mm, that's but a big shot. That's a big shot. That's <laughs> what we're here for. 
<laughs> no, that that's the honest and genuine. I think if if Lorishal do what they do best and on the day do right, then still gonna have a big game on their hand. And I don't know if they will be able to actually live with Lorishal. Not many teams can when they're like at that when they're playing like that. But the same for Leinster. But I think Lorishal are just a little bit more physical. Um, more clinical and that's in the physical exchanges but look maybe maybe leinster have learned and maybe it's they get their revenge chris is that your heart or your money talking there mm, yeah <laughs> yeah that's in two weeks time I, you can have to put I, his money with mouthers <laughs> well we will see that's exactly it this is just a sneak preview but we still got some build up to look into so i'll obviously put the money down when next week's show for sure next next before the final uh, that sounds like an easy out to me, but uh, you heard it. Tune in next week. <laughs> my first, no, my first, no, my first call is um, Larishal by two, another humdinger. Wow. So, so if I were to go, so, 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 so if you if you put money on right now, you put in the Larishal win, eh? Yeah. The only the only the thing is it's 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 in Dublin, right? Yeah, it's in the USA. So that does for me. That's why I think that 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 would probably be the yeah that would probably be the the swinger, because I mean Lorishaw in the final previous final as well, right? No, that was Exeter and um, Rasted, I think it was, and then they played Toulouse and Lorishaw. They lost, but Lorishaw lost because they played Botica when you're still a centre, but he hadn't played in two months. They should have actually beaten Toulouse in that final as well. So, I know, so it's, it's the, the final we want in, in Dublin. It's perfect. I can't wait for it. Yeah, look, I mean, Lowestrow have been, yeah, just been getting progressively better and better. I mean, this is their third final in a row. Uh, for Leinster, their second it final. Is a third, yeah, I think I missed, 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 yeah, I got wrong with, with finals, but yeah. Yeah, that's so, right, Steve. Yeah, they lost to Toulouse in 21. They beat Leinster last year. Now, can they do the double over Leinster this year? Last year was in Marseille. Week year before that was in uh, Twickenham, so neutral ground. And uh, this uh, year, it will be at in, in Dublin. Now, on that point, I actually want to, I want to talk a little bit about this. Because next year, the game is at the, the two finals, the Challenge Cup and the Champions Cup, are at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Hmm. I mean, how's that, how's that for a choice of venue? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't really get that at all. I mean, I've, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think if you're trying to promote rugby, why the hell would you go over to that stadium? There's so many classy stadiums, especially in Europe, that deserve a lot of attention and uh, rugby stadiums. Um, and I just, I just, I started to get it. Uh, I know it's brand new and it's, it's been recently revamped and it's really, really nice. And obviously, it, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think more to the point. Yeah, I but mean, it's a football stadium, man. Look, hey, they have NFL there. They have NFL there. You can hold it. Look, it looks like an absolute, yeah. it looks like a phenomenal stadium. I reckon, I reckon it's, uh, it's my bucket list to go check because it's just, it just looks like one of those modern stadiums. It's just absolutely incredible. But, um, that that's the case, but I think Twickenham's home of rugby. I mean, that's if you're going to play it in England, that's where you you got to play it. Well, see, the problem is, you, you, the problem is, is we, this is this this is the problem. Of the last six finals, four of them have been in England. Yeah, and that's, that's where that's the problem is. You've had Stadium Park, Newcastle, Ashton Gate, Bristol, Twickenham, and London, and now Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Do you have Do you have any insight as to um, how they go about selecting venues? No. I would have thought I would have thought that as a obviously a multi-country tournament that very simple thing to do would be like well we're going to rotate it amongst each country each That's time. Not hard. This is not this is not complicated, you know. Um, and what you what you to me what that says is that England have um, a bigger stake 
um, in this competition or let's say influence than perhaps we realize on the outside and that's what it says to me look traditionally yeah because traditionally i mean if we go back and look at the early 2000s for example if we look at say from 2000 it went uh london paris cardiff dublin london edinburgh cardiff london cardiff edinburgh um saint nice cardiff so it was if you could see it i mean there was no back-to-back hostings there was generally two or three finals in between going back to the countries but since 2015 it's gone England, France, Scotland, Spain at one in Bilbao, uh, then England, yeah, England, Bilbao, England yeah. Marseille, and France, Dublin, and then back to England. So, I mean, you, you must be sitting there. Wasn't there, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. Wasn't there? There was one in Edinburgh, wasn't there? Because I was at it. Saracens versus Clermont. Yeah, was it? 2017. I was, yeah. I'm sure I was at that game. Yeah. I was in Edinburgh. Day? I'm pretty sure I was in Edinburgh. <laughs> sitting in the middle of the yeah, going, drunk. yes, it's got to actually change a lot, eh? You guys were so tanned. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was there. It was a good game. Do you remember, who, what was the result? It was Saracens one, quite nicely in there. But it was a it was nice atmosphere, you know? No, no, the, I, the want, I, want crowd I want, want scoreline. I want try scorers. Come on. Oh, I want, you got referee. me here, no. Uh, let me ask you a better question. How much money did you win that day? No, no, I wasn't actually. Uh, the, I actually can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember a lot about it, honestly. I do know it was. I think so, so pretty well. I do know there was a few of the Sappers still there. Scott Berger, I think it was his last one of his last games, or he was playing. Michael Rhodes was playing. Um, but like, yeah, what was the score? Let's see if I can remember. I don't know. Twenty-four, sixteen. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. It was twenty-eight points to seventeen. And to be fair, do you think Michael Rhodes was playing? Vincent Koch was playing. He was playing because I'm sure he scored a try, Michael Rhodes. Uh, yeah, Vincent Koch was playing. Skulk Berger came off the bench, as did Skulk Brits, as did Petrus Duplessis. Yeah. So not wow. too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Ringing, ringing through the beers there. I was about to say that. That was a really good day out. It sounds like it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you can't even. And can you remember the referee? Come on, it's an easy one. Uh, Wayne Barnes. Nigel Owens. Come on, man. <laughs> Nigel Owens. Oh, well. Good old Nigel. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, well, there we go. So, um, that was last weekend, which means that uh, you're going to lock on the 20th of May for the final, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, just very quickly looking at some, some Curry Cup results before what I want to get really into is this weekend, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Curry Cup results from last weekend were pretty cool because the Lions beat the Pumas. What we do, we go and beat the top of the log teams. At the end of the day, the Lions are our favorites for the Curry Cup, and I'll not be hearing anything different. Uh, the Cheetahs beat the Griffins 33 points to 10. Sharks beat Greekwoods 24 points to 6. Western Province hammering the Bulls 31 points to 7. And might I add, not a bad Bulls side either. Mm-hmm. Go on, go on. Who was it? What, you, you, you paid for Bulls? Yeah. Well, well, there was Orange. Uh, yeah, let me, let, me, let me pull up the team. I don't think Moody paid but um, where's my team over here? So is this still under the Jake White tenure? Under the Jake White tenure, oh, it was. Chris Dinner Cup, Jan Hendrik Vespels, Francois Klopper, Charlie Yules, Janko Svankul, Marco Fitzstone, Reynard Ludwig, WJ Stenkamp, Pino Hannes Kursen, David Creel, Cornell Hendrik, Stedman Hunt, one of the Similani, Kurt Lawrence, so off the bench. Wow. There was Johan Kobolov came, um, was yeah, there, and, Harold Porter. And they, and, and they got hammered. Yeah, no, no, they got and well. Yes, I lost, and, and yes, I lost a lot of money on that game. Because everyone, all of us, all the fans just saw the team sheets and they were like, this, you know, the form the province was showing, there was no, you know, Bulls were going to come win. I mean, 
on paper they had to win <laughs> and they actually were nowhere province actually yeah. manhandled them off the park because was... you haven't been listening to the show back because every time i know i know and the thing is also and, 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 exactly and in the in this previous show i did last week as well i i said i'm not betting on that game because i I always think Province are better than they are, and I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the team sheets were as well back then. But I said, "Nah, I'm gonna leave it. I haven't bet on Province all season. What do I go do? I bet a Bulls plus eight, and they lose by like 30. It was <laughs> that's a joke. Well, on that note, that's kind of leading me into the next thing because that's the poll. By the way, everybody, if you're watching, we have uh, put on a, a poll out, and the question is, can the Bulls beat the Stormers? Uh, just a couple of, of, of comments before we go into that is Yanni Brad saying, cannot wait for the game. Saturday will be there. Uh, Matthew Dixon saying, money's on the Bulls and the Sharks. Uh, I, I, pre- I mean, I appreciate the loyalty, but I uh, definitely be putting money on the Sharks. Uh, PK Moss saying, the Stormers have too much class to, ups- to, to be upset by the Bulls. Johnny saying, good rate this time, not much on the visitor, so it would be Bulls. Uh, Angela saying, Saracens played there for a league game and the pundit said the facility atmosphere was really good. Yeah, I did see that actually, and they packed it out. So it was talking about the first stadium. So it is a very cool stadium. Um, but just like four or five years. Yeah, they've, they've, they've played a few games. That, yeah, Harlequins have played two games mm-hmm. there recently against Saracens and Exeter, I think it was. I can't remember. Or Irish. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a brilliant stadium, best in the world. But yeah, <laughs> it's not a rugby stadium. Yeah, it's like. It's I like, like the traditional rugby stadiums. Yeah, it would be like, it would be like going to like Soccer City as opposed to Ayers Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, you're not even with the phone, so. Wow! <laughs> Oh. I will go to Soccer we'll, City we'll, every day we'll, of the week we'll, before we'll, I have to go to Ayers Park. There's, there's uh, parking, we'll, we'll talk, it's, an, it's, we'll, it's a nice drive in there. I'll take Soccer City. We're talking uh, about Soweto. It's the scene of the crime where the Bulls beat the Stormers in our only Super Rugby final that the Stormers made. So. Bulls are just moving to Orlando State. Horror memories there. <laughs> right, so speaking of, so this weekend, we've now got, obviously, the Bulls versus Stormers. Now... I mean, I, I think, I don't actually know if Jake White has actually beaten John Dobson. I mean, if you look at the record between the two, it's it's mental. John Dobson's had his number since Jake White's come back. I think it's only like once or twice he's actually beaten by him. So the Bulls have been playing better by last weekend against a Leslie Youngster side and a Zebra side. So it's difficult to gauge if they've been better or if they're just playing against really bad opposition. Stormers have not been playing particularly well in the last two to three weeks. So... Have the stars aligned? Can the Bulls do it? Reza, are you giving them a stiff of a chance? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, um, there we go. Very, very <laughs> much so. Um, I'm not, I'm not a believer in Jake White. I am a believer in South African derbies and their ability to to give you everything that you want to see in a rugby game. And I can guarantee you that no matter where they were on the log, when this game came around towards the end of the season, they were both going to show up and they were both going to put in a performance. And if it is a steamrolling, I can guarantee you the Bulls will not be going out meekly. Um, they're going to be throwing it around left, right and center. Both sides are pretty sure about it. Um, it might it might just turn into a bit scrappy, um, but I think they're both going to go hell for leather and just really just enjoy it. It's going to be such a good game to watch. Um, and when those kind of games come along, and especially between two South African sides, I personally wouldn't put wouldn't put a dime down on a game like that just because i think it's so unpredictable we love nothing more than to stuff each other up um the only people we love to stuff up more than us each other are the english and they're not involved so yeah um i think there's definitely a shot i still back this almost to pull it off but it's gonna be a cracker and chris are you going more one-sided or what's the thing will be close 
No, I'm totally in alignment there with Riza. Absolutely agree. I think Bulls will arrive. I think, like you said, um, if Stormers had been playing better leading up into to this game, I would be far more comfortable comfortable that it would be a comfortable Stormers victory. Um, but I think the Bulls. I'm not right. I'm not really like I said, I'm not reading too much into those two games at Loftus. They, I think that was almost had to be expected that they at Loftus put those those uh, teams away. Um, so. Yeah, could have could have built the two things sort of happen, right? Built their confidence, which I think they do have. I think they have built a bit of confidence out of it, or they, you know, they're going to run into a completely different opposition, and then they're not going to actually be up to the speed that they probably should be. But I'm not, I'm not anticipating it. I think, I think Bulls have got revenge on their mind, and when Bulls, when Bulls and Province play each other, and there's revenge on their mind. It's like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be a physical, brutal affair. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah. Springboks don't like losing against each other too many yeah, times in yeah. a row. They're gonna come out there trying so, to get So I, so I think, I think Bulls want to come put the record straight after the last year's final, and they're probably gonna come in with like a Leinster semi-final attitude. And I think Stormers, this is the chance for the Bulls to take the Stormers because the Stormers aren't on form. But look, if they come, if Stormers arrive, um, they win by three. I agree with Reza. It'll be a close game within five. Um, but Bulls are in this game, and I would not be surprised if they they sneak it. Yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, we all know this is this is the this is the game in in SA rugby. It's always it always has been the game that yeah. North South derby. Uh, I think it's interesting because I think that you know it's 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 amazing how playoff rugby also does strange things to strange teams. I mean, last year, let's say the Bulls were not given a chance against them, so they should never have won over there, and they did. And and we spoke about the fact, and that's why we kind of gave them a bit of a chance during that Champions Cup quarterfinal because we just said. If there's one thing Jake White can do, and, and often even the Bulls side as well, they do know how to win things. They do know how to, how to, if they can get themselves into position of playoff stuff like that, they don't often lose finals. They don't often lose playoff games. So, yeah. um, but the thing is, the Storm is, you know, at home, that's going to be, you know, they are good at home. They def if their defense, if they got their defense back to where it's been for the last 18 months, they're so difficult to beat. I still say that they are difficult to beat. They've probably got a bit more class around the park in certain positions. I think I think if Dion Fury is still out, I mean he's yeah. been a massive loss. I think if he's still out, that brings them. You could see he's worth some players like to teams like Muangas to Crusaders, Fury's to the Stormers. They're worth like seven points at least to a team. Um, so I think that's that's one of the big levelers for me as well. Um, but I think just in the last couple of years, the Stormers have had a, their number on the Bulls. I think, you know, you know, this is the thing. We know these teams know exactly the strengths and weaknesses of each. And that's the thing. But I think the Stormers obviously have had the better of the Bulls. But I just think form and motivation levels is where the equalizer is going to be. Stormers are a little bit of a dip. Bulls are a little bit up. Bulls maybe want it more. But, yeah, we'll see. I can't I wait for it. I wanted to, to just touch on something a little different. Is that um, something that I noticed in the games that I have watched is that now that we've seen two years of this compared to Super Rugby, is there's not been as much in the way of argy bargy, like, and that's yeah. and especially as a use of, as a disruptive tactic. So back in our Super Rugby days, there was a lot of that, and not all of it was just unprompted. A lot of it was stage stuff, things that were planned. Like one, of, you're going to have a couple of enforcers, and you're going to be in the face of the other guy, and you're going to make sure that you trigger them as much as possible because if you don't. They've just a better side. And so that was quite a tactic that was used. In this URC, I don't see a lot of that. And I think that between two South African sides, we'll see which one puts it up. I think with Jake White's more likely to tell his boys to get in 
get in the ears of those Stormers guys, um, throw around a couple of inside jokes that only they would know about, <laughs> um, and see if we can disrupt. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of handbags thrown. Well, I think there's, I think, yeah. I think, I think you got to target certain people. You know, you've got to. And for me, if I'm the Bulls, I'll be sitting there telling. If I'm Jake White, I'm sitting there telling my pack, I'm telling Mark Overstar, and I'm telling, you know, Amorne Smith, Harris, Dinner Cup, I'm saying, you guys get under the skin of Evan Lewis and get him sent to because he will do something stupid. Oh, jeez, jeez. You know, yeah. those, that, 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 those, sort of, those sort of players, you sit there going, <laughs> that's one of their best players, but he's got, he's a walking penalty if he wants to. He's got a, he's got a bit yeah. of temper. Try and play into that. I mean, it's like it's like how often people used to just buy yellow cards with this multi PC and stuff like that. There's certain players which are always just, they can't resist. They can't resist. And, no. uh, I mean, even it's a bit, you know, in the beginning, he wasn't in control of those kind of tactics yeah. that he used to use. But in his later years now, he's become almost an expert at making sure that he's instigating, but also getting the reaction out that he wants from it and walking away. And so you need that yeah. kind of guy to just, um, you mentioned Michael Rhodes earlier. Um, mm. Also in his later years, yeah, a fantastic gonna... exponent of getting reactions out of people just by being there. <laughs> you know? uh, and you want yeah. to disrupt them. Even a guy like, I mean, if you can get under the skin of a guy like Damien Willemser, his game is gone, you know, and he's very composed most of the time, but he has the ability to crack sometimes. And once you do, um, I think that you could probably disrupt that game pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. Also, Marnie Lobok's form's dipped a bit. He's also gone a little bit off the yeah, ball. Yeah, I, I think the Bulls need to be targeting will... certain players, to be honest. I think they need to be sitting there. I mean, personally, I think I'm interested to see who starts scrum off because I haven't particularly impressed with Paul DeVette, and I've actually been very impressed with him. Yeah, me, me, me too. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you see... bring that up. I agree. Paul DeVette's not the caliber, he's not as good as I was hoping he could be. He's definitely a weaker link there. Yeah, Chances nice. should be given the run. Yeah, and I think if they can target him, target him um, and prevent Levi from getting decent ball and putting him under pressure, I also think that he's someone who, who sometimes has struggled sometimes when he's been put um, under a lot of pressure. I think, yeah, from a pack perspective, I don't think there are too many chinks in the Stormers' armor. I mean, obviously, Dion Free is the big loss, but um, Diamond coming back into a bit of form and Evan Ruth coming back, you know, you can probably try and sort of fill that gap. That tight fight, really, really solid. Um, it's for me. I think. I think. I think the wings. I think. I think it becomes quite loose. I, I'm, I'm interested to see who they go. I mean, for example, Hartsenberg kind of dropped up because his defensive his positioning has been a bit poor lately. So I think that that's where, for me, your likes of a Kane and Moody, Kirk and Arantzer, I think if they should be targeting those wide channels. I think if they can get one on ones, Kirk and Arantzer versus most people is is is, is a dodgy. It's a dodgy, dodgy set. So if you can get one on one with a couple of those Stormers wings, I reckon the Bulls would also exploit those sort of areas. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's the with Dion, Dion Free. He, sorry, Riza. No, no, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, so Dion Free, not just not just the turnovers and the you know the, the points gain, net gain that we have with him on the field. Like Stormers have just looked rudderless. Like that's what's worried me the most is their body language. Like it just doesn't look like when you if you watch you watch them. I think he was captain. Was it Ori that was captain? I think he was recently or so. Some of right one of. But they just—it's just not the same. You know, like the, the, that's all I said after the Exeter game, and then they've come back. That's the body language. There was a kiss about the Stormers. They were talked about the team spirit, and when we got some talk about all of that, you know, the, the good vibe. But that vibe seems to be a little bit. That spark seems to be gone. I think. But I maybe think they, if they find if they find it this week, they'll 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 do well. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that also comes from the exuberance of certain players. So like you said, the Dion Fries and the Evan Ruiz, when they aren't there, 
um, not just, I'm not talking about aggression, but just the, you can feel the energy for sensor players and you feed off that, right? Yeah. So when they're not there, yeah. I think that's, it's, it's quite a big problem. Marvin it's... Ori, you mentioned him, he is the exact opposite. Um, the man Ori, is, those captain man is a stone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, and, and, and the thing is, you know, you've got to find that balance. You know, you need your, your stock standard sort of, I mean, that's what Marvin Ori is. I mean, everybody, a lot of people don't like him because he's nothing flash, but he's, he's just a very solid rugby player, very nebulous. You know, tries. He, to be fair, he is somebody that does try to get under people's skin. He actually does it quite well. Um, he, he's, he's had a couple of moments where, uh, whether it's just throwing a ball down or, or tapping a scrum off in the wrong way, but he's very quiet. And I think you need, you need people that bring that energy, and that's what Dion Free. Even I mean, for example, look at the lines with him without Frankie Horn. For like two different, it's like two different teams. You know, he comes yeah. back, and the entire team just sort of suddenly, suddenly switches yeah. up a notch. Siakalis is a bit of a player like that. You know, he has a couple of runs, a couple of big mm. moments, and everybody around him is like. Shit, this guy's playing. I've actually got to stay up my game here and try and match what he's doing. So I, th I do mm. think they're missing that aspect of Dion Free many ways more than actually, as, as you're saying, Chris, his actual what his output is. It's just that that yeah. person next to you that's playing out of the socks, and you have to sit there going, Shit, I need to be matching this energy. I need to be matching this this level of performance. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think we all, we've all played rugby, right? So I remember, I mean, I've, I was at a top school, but I remember one or two captains of mine who were just as captains were just like awesome you know that, that energy that they brought to the field you do as a player you do rub on it off on it you want to match it you know and yeah. when you're out there 100 percent. now the next big question pools the last year can the sharks go to dublin and, and return victorious what chance are we giving them if any <laughs> <laughs> Shame, all the lads are watching. They've all signed new contracts. They've got a new um, coach, John Plumpy, sitting there. Go on, lads, go over there and do something special. Well, listen, if the guys in the comments the, want to tell us any difference, um, go ahead. But I well, think... yeah. The, yeah, you want that opinion? That's the that's the honest. The, that's my. I can't find a. I can't find a reason or. A, yeah, I can't. I mean, they they might be able to give them the game. They might be able to play played like they did when they played them in it was October when they put 30 odd points and were up there right until close to the end but Lens aren't losing this game yeah now that you're at the end part of the season I think we we can quite happily stick our necks on the line and say well you know on a balance of probabilities you're going to give us the same that you've been giving us you know, and so if, if the probability is two out of ten times you're going to show us a good performance, I think we're pretty comfortable saying that you're not going to show up on the day. Yeah, and I think I think I think this just be on the sharks have weaknesses that Leinster don't. Leinster are going to show up those weaknesses. Like even if sharks do end up scoring thirty points again, which not many teams do, there, I can still see Leinster putting fifty past the sharks, and that's the problem. Like to lose putting all that points past. I just don't think the Sharks are a cohesive, well-coached unit to, to live with Leinster. I'm sorry, like, there's some players there, but they are, they're not the same level as Leinster. And they say the motivation levels that Leinster have at the moment, I, 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 they, they're not dropping this game. And I kind of made a comment, like, I wanted <laughs> Sharks have also cost me a lot of money this season, so maybe there's a little bit of bitterness there. Um, but besides that, I mean... The Sharks have only got themselves to blame to have earned themselves a trip to Leinster for the quarterfinal. They've shot yeah, themselves no, they in the have, foot. They shouldn't so be going over there. They should, they, be, going, they should be playing against Ulster. They've, yeah. 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 That's yeah. A, that's yeah. So, so, so they've, they've, earned, they've earned themselves this. 
they've earned themselves this trip so they can go and, and make what they want out of it. <laughs> it's like a punishment. Yeah. yeah, you want you want to stuff up. Go to Lens and get beaten. Look what you get. Well, well, I mean, the storm, yeah, storm is also kicking themselves, yeah. but yeah, you, no one wants to go to Leinster at this time of the year, right? Especially you've been over that side of the world a few times already. No, and I think my, for me, the biggest issue for the Sharks is that they're missing so many, missing key players in key positions. You know, no Ivan Etzebeth, mm, no Sekunisi, no Ron Etzebeth no no yeah. and Rensburg. You know, that means you don't have your crash ball centers going to get over the advantage line all the time. You don't and have... And the scrummy... Yeah, you know, no Jaden Hendricks, which, which I think this, I mean, I mean, when you say you're going over to Dublin, I love Grant Williams. I think he's an absolutely brilliant scrum off. You want somebody like a Jaden Hendricks who can control the game, who can tactically, because yeah. he's yeah. somebody who can. Like when, when you're under pressure, you can say, right, boys, we're just going to slow this down. We're going to yeah. manage the next 10, 15 minutes. Whereas Link Grant Williams is just very yeah. much like, right, boys, I'm seeing half a gap. I'm going. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> which is what makes yeah. him so much fun to watch. But I think they are missing lots of key players which which maybe we could have made them competitive but i just don't see them being anywhere near good enough this weekend if i could give a word to, to the those just like um honestly I, having watched more and more of them and i wasn't entirely convinced in the beginning of the season but i'm starting to think of this team as the way they play now is like the crusaders I don't want to mention the years because it hurts too much. But Crusaders 1990 um, through to now. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, yeah. Well, I mean, as a as a Lions fan, I, I know what they did to us, and arguably, even in years where we had our very best team, best chances of beating them, they still came out and they did the job on us. And this is how I'm feeling about this Leinster team: is that even if any other team right now. I think if they put up their very best performance, Stormers included, and Leinster playing at 85%, I think Leinster win. Um, I think they are just so good. And what I love about them is that they've adapted to a clinical game. It's an all-round game. It's it's. If you were trying to teach kids rugby, I would take this vi videos of their entire season so far um, and show them this is how you game manage. This is how you do basics right. Um, and you will win games. That they are the model for it. You know, there's not there's not a lot of flash, in my opinion. There's not. Most of it is honestly just simple. Draw, pass, make space. Draw, pass, make space. What do you do when you're under pressure? Give yourself the room. Get territory. They play that kind of game, and it's fantastic to watch. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And, yeah, and I think what also makes them quite special is the fact that they've got a couple of players who, if there is that half chance, that we I mean, we saw that Dan Sheehan try last weekend, where one bounced the ball and you've got your hooker just grabbing on it, absolutely gassing half the team and going over. So they've got those couple that, of players. That comes, that comes from pressure, though. Yeah. Right? And so just back to basics again. It's like you always taught, if you put yeah. enough pressure on in set pieces, um, in your defensive lines, on the other team are going to do something stupid and you are going to have the opportunity to have those individual moments of brilliance and that try was wild by the way um <laughs> i don't know that gas came out yeah. no, i mean that he's <laughs> he's gone to bed a happy man after that so. <laughs> no that's, that's uh, impressive oh. but yeah last last words there, chris oh. yeah no the like a word that when you talk about the top top teams that, that you've ever seen and play like all blacks most of the time Crusaders and now Lens the word clinical 
these teams are always clinical like they do everything everything that they do they want to do they execute there's not many teams they've got all the basics covered they know their strengths and you can you see the execution you don't see stupid words you don't see silly stuff on the field you don't see bad mistakes you don't see you know someone having a brain fart it's all go time show time business time deliver and there's not many teams that pull that off over a period of time and leinster's in one of those cycles now where they with like the top team that does it like the crusaders have been let's face it for the last 20 years last six years as well um, you earn the, the, you earn the right to play right it's what you're always told yeah. you earn the right to throw it around and it's something that i think the sharks in particular is a team that comes to mind <laughs> that they've they've been chucking around since like moment one in some games and unable to finish what, and execute yeah if you watch if you watch teams like Lance and crusaders you never see a ball carrier look like they're shocked to have the ball yeah. like you see like i'll be admit like south african sides like lock all of a sudden have this ball and he doesn't know where he's running like if you watch teams like leinster and crusaders you, they, everyone it's just there's there's purpose on it you know it looks like they know they what the they're ball. doing you know, it's, it's <laughs> Um, yeah. But Chris, you spoke yeah. about delivery, and and delivery is very important. And and what we want you to deliver this weekend is more, <laughs> more it's more of this. Oh, more of the good stuff. Because yeah. we're looking good. We've we've had a hell of a season. I tell you what. Yeah. 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 Well, I said no no losing record yet, even though it's on the line this week because it's only one bet, and it's four legs. So we at risk here, but still still pretty confident that it's going to arrive. And obviously, it won't hit the overall record too hard if we do finally fall off the bus. But we're not going to. I'm sure we're going to do all right. But yeah, I mean, obviously, we didn't. We were off last week. Just a recap on the week previously. We the one leg that lost us down on the one double was the Newcastle plus 18. Which hindsight was a shocking call because Northampton absolutely yeah, blew them away. Yeah, which is which is I'm a little bit annoyed because Northampton has been a team that I've backed a lot of the last two seasons. Lots of people haven't rated them, but they are a very good side and well coached side. And then the same looks like they're in the semis again. Um, so that was a, probably a bit of a brain fart call there. But then I did I did believe Newcastle selection. They should have. I was hoping they would also score more. Certainly score more points. I mean, they scored the first try, and I thought, yep, okay, that's it's going to go the way I was hoping or expecting. But yeah, Saints just blew them away. And then obviously Blues won comfortably. Uh, a while ago, who these teams were playing, I can't remember now actually. And yeah, then the Rebels actually, the Rebels were say. Yeah, Rebels Mercedes, that last try was a last-minute try again. But but this is betting, right? I think this is the third week in a row that we've had an 80th-minute try bring our bets home. But but that's what it is. We've caught the we've caught the outcome, and it's arrived, so we don't look back. Um, so, yeah, what's overall record? We're up to 9.49 units profits, which is pretty good going. So it's, I suppose, yeah, if you've bet 100, 100 rand units on all these bets, you'll be up... 949 rand over the last six seven weeks since we've been doing this and a return on investment of 75 and a half percent which is very decent uh, if you look at any tip, tipsters or, or punters you, by bare minimum you need to be around 20 25 percent if you want any kind of credibility um, you did really really well at 40 percent and the top guys are at 60 70 so Okay, look at look, look, look what we've got here. Uh, we've, we've got the Leinster of sports betting, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, but no, but look, no, I mean, this, that, I mean, to keep to, no, to keep it at seventy, that is really good. Obviously, it is a high number, but to keep it at that's going to be really, we'll do be doing really well. And obviously, over time, that will most likely come no, down. But no, you know, maybe, maybe no, I have we, the magic we, we, we with your boys, and we'll keep, no, we'll no, keep no. riding it. 
I need positive, yeah, no, we'll keep it rolling there, we'll keep it rolling. And this this one we have lined up for this week, if obviously if that does win, that's definitely going to juice it all up big time. So what we've gone for this week, so yeah, as you guys know, right, I'm, I'm, I've used the available select, the available markets that are that are around for pre the show, which is a you know, must say a few games and, and markets that I would, would normally be targeting. Um, but with what I've got uh, for this during this time now, uh, we're going to go with the Ulster home win outright against Connacht. Yeah. Um, I don't have any issue with that uh, that punt as well. I think Ulster at home are always generally pretty strong. Knockout rugby, Connacht away are generally not nearly as strong. But I'm very I'm confident that Ulster will do the business. But we only just need them to win. The handicap is 10. So they're 10 points favorite, which is quite a big favorite. So we just want them to win. See, I've got the, the bull sentiment here. We've gone for bulls plus 13 and a half points. Um, because yeah, the, the the cap is five. I, I think I think either team are going to win. It's going to be within five, um, but we'll give Bulls um, 13 points because you also get more. Because Storm is the favourites, we get more value there at 1.39. So Bulls plus 13 half points. Reds at home to the Waratahs. Um, this this is probably not. Yeah, well, I I'm pretty confident the Reds are going to win. So I've taken the Reds plus four and a half. I've taken the plus four. I would have probably got Reds money line to to up the value, but it is a is a Aussie derby. Uh, Waratahs are playing all right, but I think Reds at home should do the business. And even if Waratahs sneak it in by three points, the bet will still come home. So that's why I'm confident on the Reds plus four. And then tomorrow morning, Highlanders versus Chiefs over 52. Now the points line, the line cap is 60, and usually. Prior to this season, New Zealand derbies were often high scoring and you often go over 55 most games, 60 points. But it's actually been the New Zealand derbies that haven't been producing the points lately, but the, the competition as a whole has produced in a lot of points. So I'm still happy to take the points and I do. I actually do genuinely believe tomorrow the Highlanders are going to go hammer and tong at the Chiefs, I think. Um, Chiefs have got a strong side there as well. I think these teams are going to have a good old ding-dong battle, a few tries some some try ping pong there going on so over 52 i think it does get close pushes definitely minimum 55 but put does push 60 so yeah this is a four four leg bet 3.33 um because we have made some units here i'm willing to up maybe probably would have made it one unit to 0.75 but let's use some of our profits i think this is pretty good bets and if it comes in we got a very nice decent healthy profit again to add to the record so yeah, let's bring it home. Right, well, there we go. And as always, Spruce, thank you very much. And as always, big shout out to Big Coaster, who power both the fan forum as well as all our watch alongs for the weekend. If you'd like to get a Big Coaster account, check out the description. And uh, that is that is. It. I I have been following Chris, and uh, there's a nice little uh, this little pocket of money that is that is uh, that is that is carefully growing. By the end of the year, we might be able to afford a leaf or two of petrol. Uh, so things Lovely. are things are getting there quite nicely. <laughs> and as always, if you'd like to have more tips, um, because Chris does throw out a few over the weekend, check out him on the crow tips there. Um, yeah. So yeah, good stuff there uh, from, from our yeah, there's definitely some Yeah, definitely some more doubles and trebles coming this weekend. I do like the slates, but like I said, unfortunately, Betcoza doesn't have these games out by showtime now. Like there's a, the English Premiership last last game last round of the season there some games there that i'm eyeing out and i do quite like this, some of the super rugby games so yeah so have a look there if you guys want to if you follow or interested cool love your work 
Right, then uh, we're going to go to Ruiz, who wants to throw us a bit of a question. And uh, get to get a I hope he gets a bit controversial. The question, can you remember the question is now? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Throw it to us. Give it to me. Hit me up with some, with some, with some big chats. Just an interesting one, and I hope the guys in the comments get involved as well. I saw, I saw a, a post, I can't remember who it was, so I apologize for stealing it from someone. Um, but the question was, if you could bring out one former Springbok. Which James? Um, from a selection of five. <laughs> Not a bad shot, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. from, a, from a selection of five, and um, they are a mixture of, of positions, who would you bring out? And I, I guess the idea is um, they would slot into the current Springbok squad. Um, and take them to the World Cup. So your options are starting in the front row, you've got Osterant, uh, you've got Skulk Berger, you've got Farida Priya, you've got Percy Montgomery, and I think it was Brian Abana, I think it was. Well, Jacques Free. Right. sorry, Jacques not Brian Abana. Chase um, himself. Yeah. So Osterant, Skulk Berger, Farida Priya, Percy Montgomery, or Jacques Free. So I think that I thought that was an interesting one. I'd like to delve into it a little bit. We had a little short, short discussion off uh, off stream, um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I'll go last. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'll go first. Say what? I'll I'll, I'll put I'll put okay, I'll go, put go, the block early on. So I'm going to try and work through, through them. So Austin Runt, the, the the legendary Lucid. I mean, it was, we've been pretty blessed with Lucid. We went from Austin Runt to Beast Tower, and now we've got Steve Cook and Austin Chess. So. One position we've never really struggled with. In fact, we've had so many we've started turning them into tight ends. Uh, so I love Osterrand, love the love the idea of bringing him back. Um, but I, I think we're pretty covered in that department. Skulk Burger, I mean, it's difficult to ever say you don't want a Skulk Burger in your team. I mean, just even even when you're, I mean, and and have always had some of the best loose forwards in in world rugby. So I'm going to leave Skulk Burger there. He might be the one I'm going with, to be honest. Um, the obvious one is Fuidi Prea, the best scrum off of all time. And I'll fight anyone that that's, that says it otherwise, because the best players of all time, all rated as the best scrum off of all time. So um, Aaron Smith can come in in a second, um, but I'm taking I'm taking Puri uh, all the time. I think he probably would suit the current team best than any other other five. I think that he is such a good game management player. I think he reads the game so well. We we do play so much off nine that having such a good nine there, I think, would be pretty important it'll be interesting to see defensively what he would be like in case like a fast player quite a different type of player um do you think that perhaps he might might lack a bit of the physicality needed for the modern game and look he he, he wore that he wore that hit from skull burger pretty well so i, I oh, think yeah. I, I think he'd be all right look i suppose if you know if grant williams can can play and and a fast player can make it uh the fast player's physicality always just blows my mind um but then Jacques Fury, look, I mean, Jacques Fury was like my favorite player growing up. Who, I mean, I think he was most lines, but I mean, he's probably the only world-class player we had um, when I was sort of during my, my sort of formative years. So it's difficult to, to, to ever say I don't want a Jacques Fury. The Kanye Amno last year was probably one of the best, if not the best 13 in the world at one stage. So it's difficult to... So I also, I, I think for me, one of the reasons why I'm so tempted for Jacques Fury is obviously his defensive reading of the game. The fact that we won... 2019 based on such a good defensive system and keep I in mind i'm not saying i'm keeping i'm not saying it has to be a starting position yeah. i was keep it off the bench as well no it's just the, the in your squad to take to the world cup to be fair i don't think maybe a skull becomes does quite well off the bench but i think everybody else starts if you're playing them uh, percy montgomery i don't think he suits our our, our our current team to be honest i think that oh 
Maybe to a certain degree. I, th I feel like he's, he's a world-class player, but I think at the, at the end of the day, Billy Louie is the coach, and I'm backing my boy. So I'm between Skullberger and Billy, but you know what I mean? I'm actually going to Skullberger off the bench as part of the bottom squad. I think in terms of an impact player, I think, which is a wild child to bench him because he's, he's, he's phenomenal, I think. But I think, you know, when we've got, if we had Sierkelis, Pierce Deathsport, Graham Muir playing, you know, 55 minutes, and then you release the Skullberger on an entire team, I think that's quite a frightening prospect. So I want to go Skull. Okay, that was unexpected. For, can you for guys? Me. Can you guys hear me? We can. Okay, because I knocked something and it looked like <laughs> it's okay. That's good. Right. <laughs> Go on, Chris. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah, cheese. Well, I agree. Shaq Shaq Fury was one of my favorite players of all time. So yeah, so we had a discussion yeah previously, and I'm thinking of what we currently have. Also, love Brian Abana, but I think at the moment we're spoiled for wingers. Sorry, Abana, Abana's out. Sorry, that was a mistake on my part. It's uh, Abana's not in the discussion at all. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You got Percy. Um, Percy, you got. So no, yeah, I think I think Percy was good for his time. I don't. I think yeah, I agree. I don't think Percy would be probably needed now. I think I'll, I think for me, I would definitely have Fury Dupree starting over Faf. I think he would just bring a lot more and do what Faf does and more. So I would have him as a straight swap out, and I would have Jacques, I would have I'd uh, probably have Jacques Fury starting at thirteen, and Arn could come in as a backup uh, backline player. But I think Fury is just too. Um, Arm at his best is good, but I just think Jacques Fury. Had a little bit, I don't know. He was just, maybe, maybe it's just because he's one of my favorite players. I love Arm. Don't get me wrong. Arm's been amazing for the box. But he's there was just something. The maybe chest, just, you know, he's just not that present. He just doesn't yeah, walk yeah. around, stretch around like he bloody owns the place. But I think, but I think that the Villiers for Re combo was mm. also was pretty good. They they complement each other really well, which is important. Chat for another day, but I think the Villiers after Fari was never the same. Yeah. 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 Agree. Agree. Oh, I tried okay. that he scored against the Lions at Loftus. She's, uh, it was just summed him up perfectly. But I mean, also as a Storm, as a Stormers fan, I remember just him, De Villiers put in Fareed away, like most games. It was just so beautiful. 30 meters out, Fareed running a line, De Villiers putting in three, or even vice versa, Fareed's popping it inside. Or It was just awesome. Those two were awesome together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I could tell, you didn't go to Stormers. So don't come here with your arm at Stormers. <laughs> He's a Lions legend. He was there for what, like a season or two. And, 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 big, and Big Joe, is he a Stormer or is he a Lion? Uh, listen, we, we've, got, we've got a claim what we can take here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm claiming anyone here. So, so the reason, now you, you threw out the question, where are you at? So, Chris, are you going, you're yeah. going, so you're going through the prayer and I'm going to start Berg off the bench. Yeah. Reason? Ooh. I'm, I'm almost convinced about the free to Priya shot. Almost convinced. Um, I think for the same <laughs> reasons as you, Stevie, Osterant, um, fantastic for his for his time, especially, and an all-time great, but not something that we need right now going into this World Cup. Uh, Skulky, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a tight one for me. Um, I, I, yeah, and you know what? He's not too far behind in terms of the modern, modern style of play. Um, and I just love Jacques Fury. So every time I want to say someone else, I'm just thinking about Jacques. <laughs> um, uh, Percy, yeah, I also think that perhaps his play style might be a bit outdated, but I think I'm going to go for someone. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Fury Dupree off the bench. 
Um, that's not a bad start, actually. I think in terms of somebody who has to see a game or for example, I don't think you get much better. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's the starting man right now um, in this current side, but I think he lends a lot of guidance to a lot of young scrum offs um, and relatively inexperienced. Um, some guidance for Fuff when he gets a bit excited. Um, maybe teach him how to box kick, and you know, and uh, yeah, I think uh, from a leadership perspective, something that we that we can definitely use um, in the background there. So for you to pre the main man, as usual, ask the breakdown and say <laughs> the nonsense, but yeah. yeah we're not, not going to mention people that don't watch rugby. Come on. <laughs> and, talk, and talking about old school and old favorites, my first car was named Oss, because Oss was my one of my first favorites. He's telling me it was like an open container. Johnny Heber and Oss Durant. Wow. What, what wow. was the car? Mazda Sting. Three, two, four, <laughs> 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 a Mazda Sting called Oz. I love that. I'm actually that gonna have to Google that. I have to Google. I don't know what the hell that is. It's it, like it, a, didn't, it didn't look like an Oz, but it had. It, it, it didn't look. You, I, I know it needed to be a Hilux. Oz could probably lift it up. You could probably bench press it. Okay, so I just want to point out that a Mazda Sting. I probably confuse it with a Toyota Taz so many times in my life. Well, it's a, it's a I think they the come out the same factory, but just with different stickers on it, to be honest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Do, you remember, do you remember those guys? Yeah. Right. You're still way age there, but. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, sort of, Reza, you're going free to pre off the bench. Yeah. I'm true. going free to pre start. Me? No, I'm going to the big something off the bench, and Chris was going to go through to pre start. Well, there we go. I suppose at least we've all got different options. Uh, but chance before the lights go out, and uh, not in a good way. Um, please do smash like the video. Please do subscribe to the channel. Everybody is watching. Chaps, thank you very much for, for joining me, and uh, we will be back live again next week. We'll be talking about the Sharks as well as the Bulls being in the semi-finals. Imagine that would happen. But uh, yeah, at least we know that once that team will still be in the URC after next after this weekend. And uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about more of the news because there's so much news coming through. John Plumtree confirmed today um, as well. So we'll mm-hmm. interested to see what the reaction is going to be to that. We've got we've had rumors about Rusty Rasmus potentially taking over as head coach. So there's a lot of rumors, a lot of stories, a lot of news coming around. So we'll discuss a lot of that as well next week. Um, but unfortunately, we're running out of time yet. So thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Reza and Chris have a great weekend. Um, I'm sure there'll be a bit of banter thrown around uh, the, the group. Chris, hopefully, all the bets do land. And uh, yeah. Everybody else, we will see you. Well, I'll see you tomorrow evening for Ulster versus Connacht, where we can watch uh, Dwayne Fermilion put in one of those meteoric performances just to prove that he still is number one top dog in the side. So join me then.